welcome to another Event Ride TV show. We have Brayton Bushby on the line. He is one of our coaches, and he's coming back for another video on following up with companies. So the first one we talked about reaching out to companies, kind of the work ethic, the mindset you need to have. And he said, I, I'd like to do another video on following up. So because and I, I think what this is going to be about, I guess, is setting expectations, Brayton, because people have incorrect expectations about the follow up. And you've always got to correct your students on this. And so for our audience, tell people what their incorrect expectations are. And so they can kind of go, oh, OK, that's what I'm supposed to be thinking. Sure. I, I, I think one, you know, it's so exciting to like get your ideas into companies, especially if this is, you know, your first time coming through a boot camp, first time trying to license. You think they have my idea, like anything could happen at any moment. Like, what are they thinking? What's going on? In reality, like companies move so much slower than we do as inventors. You know, what what might take us two or three days takes them two or three weeks. And and really, that's kind of the expectation you got to have is after you submit your sell sheet or your video, leave them alone for two weeks. I uh, I always tell my students like you know back off for at, for at least two one weeks. full week. But they <laughs> said that I could send my sell sheet and I sent it to them and they aren't they supposed to be getting back to me like the next day? Well, that, that's the frustration, right? It's like it's like uh, what's what's that saying? A watch pot never boils, right? You're just waiting by the phone for your sell sheet. I, I really recommend distracting yourself with all the other companies that you still need to get your sell sheet into. So if you submitted your sell sheet, great. You're making progress. You're in the game. Forget about it for two weeks. Go focus on making your calls to all your other companies. Um, for, at the very least for your own sanity, but, but at least, you know, just to make pro, you know, as much progress as you can on your products. Is it okay. But I've waited two weeks. They still haven't gotten back okay. to me. I'm really sure, upset. Perfect they time. said, send me my cell, the cell sheet. They didn't get back to me within two weeks. I've been waiting and waiting and I'm upset. I, if okay, I was, so if I was a student, I'm a student. Okay. I said that. Right, to you. Right. What would you tell me if you were a coach? And for, I was a first of all, don't be upset. This is co it's completely normal. The, the number of follow-ups you have to do, uh, I mean, that's our job. We, when you're an inventor, you become a project manager for these companies where you, you follow up and you essentially poke them once every two weeks and say, hey, remember this product? And it, it moves your product to the top of the pile. But you can just do it with a really quick email. Uh, it, it's so simple. I actually just copy and paste it to all the different companies I've submitted it to, which is, hi, so-and-so. Are there any questions I can answer on blank product? What are your initial thoughts? And Thanks. you, and you always include the sell sheet again. You don't make them dig for another email with the sell sheet, right? Uh, the first time, I actually don't include the sell sheet. I just I reply on the same thread that I already sent it on. Uh, but if students want to do that, they can. I, I know that's, uh, that's definitely always good to make it attached, even if you reply so they can see the thread. Yeah, because, oh, this guy sent me something. But I like to okay. reattach the sell sheet so they can give it a quick look and they don't have to dig, dig it up somewhere else. Definitely. Sure. Yeah, I think you can do that. I think the important thing, like that, that's that's okay to do. I think the important thing is to wait two weeks. When when you follow up the same week or even just like five days later, you start to put yourself in the annoying category, like those people that are just pushing you, pushing you, pushing you, and you're, you're, then people want to kind of distance themselves from you. They're going to stop responding to you. You start to burn the bridge. So. Um, you know, give people respect, give people space, and, and you have plenty of other calls to make anyways, so it doesn't but, really but make Brayton, sense. I don't know if they got it. I don't even know <laughs> if they got it. It's driving me crazy. They sent it, and I got to wait. I don't know if they didn't even confirm they got it. I can't That's what the follow-up two weeks later is for. You can two confirm weeks? that they got it. No, two no, I can't wait. 
I mean, look, if you don't want to be perceived <laughs> as a professional, if you don't want them to th- take okay. you seriously, you follow up two days later. They're, they're not going to take you seriously. They'll probably give you a lower, lower royalty rate if you do get a deal. But, but when you present yourself as a professional who's made a lot of calls and, and you know what you're doing and you're patient, that's the biggest thing is patience and, and hard work, they're going to deal with you better. And it kind of – it sounds funny, but if, you, if you're patient with them in the short term, in the long run, things happen a lot faster. Have you found that keeping a student busy with reaching out to the companies they haven't reached out to, ones that it's beyond two weeks, reaching back out to them, they can keep themselves busy with plenty of stuff. But but yep. I've found that sometimes what happens is they have one or two that they the inventor – these are my favorites. They get a little obsessed about their favorites. Have you found that with your students sometimes? Yeah, a little bit, and and what you guys will see is your your favorites are not always the one that takes your products. Um, right. You don't know what's going on on the other side of the phone. Companies have different plans, different projections for the year. You have no way of knowing those. So it really doesn't make sense to put your all your eggs in all in one basket or even to guess which basket to put your eggs in. Just cast a broad, wide net. Reach out to as many companies that it makes sense for your product. Um, do it as fast as you can, as many calls as it takes, and then, and then do yeah. your follow-ups every two weeks. You mentioned to me when you first got started with this, you weren't as good about keeping track of everything. And now you're really on it with keeping track of everything. Does that reduce any anxiety somebody has too? It's like they got a spreadsheet or just a piece of paper or a CRM or whatever they're using to keep track. We got to keep track of it one way or another, so they know when they're supposed to reach back out, who they've reached out to this company three times. Does that does that help you? Um, Absolutely. Did you, did you not do that yeah, at the beginning? Did you kind of keep it a little bit more like in your head or something? I, I was more loose with it, you know. Uh, I, I would only call on certain days. I thought, I thought, oh, Mondays and Fridays, like people are are busy or they already have the weekend. And like I was, I was trying to guess what they're thinking. Like it, it didn't make any sense, really. I was only calling Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays at a, in the morning or at night. So I was losing a lot of call time. Like Mondays are a great day to call. So are Fridays. You know, call all the time. Yeah. Weekends are great for LinkedIn. So it's like seven days a week you can be reaching out to companies. And, um, yeah, I, the quote that really kind of changed everything for me is, you know, what gets measured gets managed and what gets ma- managed gets accomplished. I think it was Peter Drucker, one of these famous businessmen. It, it's so true. You know, when you know the number of calls you make or, or lack thereof, you can change yeah. things. But if you don't know the number, then how do you change do, anything? Do inside look here. Do students sometimes – not intentionally. You just – you know, you have casual conversation. So how many calls you make? Oh, I yeah, I did. I made this many calls, and you can kind of tell, like, yeah, they're not they're not really pushing it, you know. I'll get that. I'll students will say I made a lot of calls, and then I'm like, okay, how many? And yeah. then when we break it down to a number, then they're kind of like, well, yeah, what? Well, it was it was nine. It wasn't that many. So it's right. like, when, when, that's why it's so important to actually measure things with numbers, because because right. the numbers tell all. And and if you give me the numbers, then I can help you move forward. Right. You know, so. right. So, so you know, when you have a coach, it's nice because they can help you be honest with yourself. But when, right. you know, for our fans, they might not have a coach. You know, may not okay. have signed up for event. Right. So they need to. I think the best piece of advice I would give them, they need to be honest with themselves about about it. And you know, some companies you need to call them eight nine times before you get a hold of the person. Other times, like when you did, you did four calls in 16 minutes. You got a hold of three companies. But that you said that's not normal, and you told the students that we recorded that video for, look, guys, this isn't normal. I, I sometimes I could, I could make 12 calls in that time, not get a hold of anybody, you know. Yeah. But they need to write it down, 
And I didn't write yeah. it down and be proud of what they did too. And, yeah. and, and so like, so let's say if you had a, one company you had to call eight times, another one you only had to call twice and you got 30 companies, you're looking at a lot of calls. You might be looking at 200 calls, you know, but some of the calls are like, you got a voicemail. Okay. Hang up, you know, or yeah. whatever. And, but that I think, that I don't think I very few inventors that aren't our students are doing that. Very few. I think so too. I, I, I think it's the, it's really the people that want to see the product out there that say, you know what, whatever it takes. Like I'm, I'm not an extroverted person. I, I, I've never made 200 phone calls for example, but I'm willing to do it because I want to see my product out there. And right. it's the people that are willing to do whatever it takes, even if it's new for them or they're not really excited about it. Those are the those are the success stories you see on InventRight. Yep. Uh, social not, media. Not all because the time. of great products, but because of the effort. Not saying your product needs to be a decent product. Don't get me wrong. But the product needs to be good. It, but it's it, yeah. but it's the effort that if you have a great product and no effort, it's not going anywhere. It's not going, it's not going to get licensed. And that's but, so whether you have a good product or a great product, that the end result always comes with with hard work ethic. Okay. Thank you so much, Brayton. I got to wrap up here. Take care. Keep inventing, everybody. We'll catch up with you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>